0: Welcome to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance located in Niles, Ohio. Welcome back to the 2019 Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance and here with Coach Perry. Um, The Dragons are five and two. They host Hubbard this weekend but a disappointing loss last weekend. 42-14 just didn't seem like uh, things got going early for you guys and just can never get that second half going as well. Um, Let's just kind of talk about what you were disappointed with and kind of what didn't go your
1: way coach. Disappointed is right and We certainly were disappointed in in a lot of areas of the game. I mean, uh, not a ton of bright spots out there. Uh, but even in that, you know, when you go back into the film and you watch it, there's, you know, most people will tell you even even in some blowout losses, there's there's a, about a half a dozen plays or so. Particularly, I think early in this game, had we executed assignment wise, I mean, one that sticks in my head, uh, we had a third and 23, the score zero zero, and. Uh, we have a guy blow blow a coverage. And, you know, that, that's just those, those things you don't even really as a coach, those don't even creep into your head as a possibility. So just very disappointed uh, in both our effort and our execution. And, you know, that has our coach's office uh, scratching our heads. Let me ask you this
0: because I know mm-hmm. sometimes I see a play or there's a, a foul up by, you know, the, the player at any level. I just always think like fouls the coach. So once you guys, you know, you're watching the film, you say such and such, you know, blown coverage. Do you get those kids in the film room? You go, hey, wh-, you know, you know, what happened here? I mean, what's the kind of the dialogue after that? In, in, in terms of letting these kids know, you know, how they messed up, where they messed up, and try to prevent it from happening. Well, you know,
1: it's a double-edged sword. First of all, nobody plans, nobody wants to make mistakes. Yeah, so you do have to keep that in mind as a coach. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, when you see it re- repeat after, you know. Uh, a few times it gets very very frustrating you know the question always comes up is uh, you know I know from the stands well why are they playing that kid why are you playing that kid <laughs> well come to practice every day and you'd see yeah he may have screwed up but you know he's probably heading shoulders over the kid that uh, somebody else thinks might be better and uh, you know uh, like I said, what we put on film that 's what we 're coaching, and uh, ultimately that that ends with me so those those uh those mistakes you see out on the on the field uh, those are coaching and playing errors playing out in, you know real time and for that game i, I mean just a good good week of practice or how, I guess how was your feeling going into it i thought I thought we had some first of all, I thought our plan defensively was very good uh You know, I I can tell you that three of the touchdowns that they scored on specifically were plays that we repped and repped and repped. We knew they were coming. So it it wasn't, uh, you know, shocking that way. So, you know, I thought our preparation was good. I think at times, you know, offensively, I I think we we moved the ball effectively. But that was scattered around a whole bunch of mistakes. So, uh, you know, our kids know this. I'm not telling the secret here, but here's the the reality of it. Teams that want to line up and go at us, we have to find a way to play with more courage and more more effort and uh, stand toe-to-toe with them because that right now seems to be our Achilles heel. we just got to be a tougher football team.
0: And, you know, it's funny you brought that up because I know we, we did the show last week and you talked about the offensive line fan. You know, you know, the coaches told them, you know, you're not going to lose this game, but you're going to win this game for this team. And I know I've talked to the players here and there, you know, and they say they think they're just the better half, second half football team. Do you pick up on that as well, that this team doesn't come out as maybe just kind of jolted right off the get-go and it does take a quarter or two to get them into the flow?
1: Well, I, I certainly don't see that as a positive. Okay.
0: You all, I'm yeah. just saying, but do you right. notice it? Is that no, Well, I mean, we've had those
1: two terrific halves. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you can point to that and say that. Um, we actually changed up our pregame routine a little bit this week to try to not be back in the locker room so long. We thought, well, maybe that's contributing to the slow start. Uh, again, you know, maybe there's somebody better out there than me, but, you know, that's one of the things we're trying to put our finger, our pulse on as a, fo- as a coaching staff. But uh, uh, we certainly can't figure it out. I'll tell you, in this game, we couldn't, again, run the ball at all. And then uh, our quarterback, Zach Leonard, took a big hit, and then all of a sudden our linemen were fired up, and we marched right down and moved the ball effectively from that point forward. <laughs> but why does it have to take your, your quarterback uh, almost being out for the game if he wasn't such a tough kid? For that to happen that's where we're trying to tap into these young men uh, on this football team because that shows you we are capable uh, and like I said for whatever reason whether it be you know our leaders on the team our leaders in the coaches office or just individually guys not stepping up until they feel their backs against the wall uh, we have to find a way to come out ready to go early you know especially this week where you know it's it's do or die time now for sure
0: Definitely five and two, and uh, looking to get over and get past uh, Hubbard this weekend here at Bo Ryan State. And Once again, Brandon Miller, State Farm Insurance, powering this program, so you guys can go inside Red Dragons football with Coach Perry and a featured player each week. And a big shout out again to Permane Brothers, who also donate and uh, give a Permane Player of the Week card. Um, Coach, when we look at this team, I'm just curious. Um, you know, you're talking about uh, what I got a text. I was in Indiana Friday. And my wife texts me. She goes, "Did Coach get kicked out of the game?" I said, "I don't know, when I'm 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 in Indiana. I don't know." So, did you get kicked out? And was there a point where it would have looked like because wherever she, she was getting her information was, um, it looked like there. I I don't know if there was an irate Coach Perry. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, there was an irate Coach Perry. <laughs> but no, I didn't even get an unsportsmanlike conduct, and I I'll tell you like. To be honest with you, that was planned a little bit. Uh, we just really, really, really were unhappy with with some, some non-calls. Uh, going back to that hit they put on our quarterback and the kid stood over top of him and it was an obvious 15-yarder and then uh, a pass interference in the end zone where our kid was negated the ability to catch the ball. And we had the ball come out at halftime and they didn't have a good kicker and I just felt it was one of those moments where I needed to let the officials know how I felt. And I'll give them some credit, and I do think it's because I think they know, understood where I was coming from. They didn't they didn't even give me a flag, but, uh, you know, I certainly let them know my displeasure with, uh, you know, how that half went. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> uh, not to pull back from that, but I've been a high school football official. I was two years ago, I was officiating varsity football games on Friday night. I get where it's coming from. Uh, they're not perfect, whatever. I just really felt like, In a way that they were just not throwing flags, and I just didn't think that was right. And, uh, you know, I wanted to get that off my chest,
0: so I did it all at once. So, a little bit of a you wanted to do it out of necessity, but it was a little calculated. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, no, yeah.
0: I like, like I had a
1: conversation with our coaches before I did it because it was coming out of <laughs> halftime. So a lot of things that that I try to do, I try to be calculated with some of that. And and I'll tell you this, quite honestly, I I think it helped our cause in the second half because I hit the flags uh, that I thought. You know, should have been called in the first half. They they came out in the second half, so maybe maybe it worked. I don't know.
0: Definitely, you know, there's a thousand ways to motivate, and uh, you can't you can't do it every single time. But uh, you know, uncalculated decisions like that, um, you know, light a little fire in their bellies and get these kids going. So this weekend, five and two, Hubbard comes to town. Uh, you always are, are you you know these teams inside and out. So kind of give these uh, Niles faithful what they're looking at, and you know what you guys you know kind of want to defend and, and look at.
1: Well, and again, the Hubbard's one of those programs, that if you go back the last 20 years, and they may be the winningest, I'm going to guess they're the winningest team in Trumbull County. Uh, so an outstanding football program over there. Uh, they are a little bit different than they've been in the past. They're really, really big line. Uh, they, they're going to be up there with the size of Poland as far as that goes. Uh, they don't have the... The skill that I think we've seen the last few years from them when they had a Devion Daniels okay. who went to play in the MAC, and some of those other guys, they still do have some nice skill players, but um, they're just a little less versatile. I think uh, I think of the the plays we've charted, they've run like 165 times and thrown at 20, so oh. they're going to pound it at us. And, you know, if you throw on our, our film with Shuthers, our film with uh, Poland, you're going to run it at us because, uh, like I've told the kids, until we stand in there toe-to-toe and fight back, uh, we've given people the blueprint on, on what to do against us. and. Uh and, uh, you, you know, there's a good coaching staff over there. So they're going to come right at us. And, uh, uh, you know, like I said, if if our guys have been holding back, this is now the time where they they got to let loose and, and go play because we know quite simply that if we can find a way to win these last three, we'll be playing in week 11. If we lose any of these last three, we likely almost surely will not be playing week 11. So, uh, you know, uh, obviously being at five and two, um, you know, it hurts this week because we're coming off a loss, but last year at this time we were 1-6. Hmm. So you do have to put things in perspective. But it's just that we feel that there's so much potential down here that we're frustrated that, quite frankly, that we're not sitting at 7-0. And we've got beat soundly in two games, so that sounds foolish to say. Uh, but I do believe in our kids, and if we can get the most out of them, uh, we'll have a great performance Friday. That's exactly how
0: you want to feel. You want to feel seven and zero, and I I I would back that you know that mentality up. I mean this this team has the capability to be seven and zero. And I was driving down here. I was actually just turning at Speedway, and I'm like to think about where these kids record-wise last year where they were compared to this year. And you know, and you're, you're never happy in the moment. You always want more and more and more until you you know you kind of finish with the season. You kind of look back and say, hey, you know, pat yourself on the back. But in the moment, you know, six and one isn't good enough. is the only thing that you're going to fall asleep on. And even that 7-0, you know, you could have maybe held the team down a touchdown or scored two more touchdowns. I mean, that's just the mentality you have. And that's that's the culture of a winning program. Um, Before we wrap things up and we bring our uh, featured player onto the show, um, when you think about the playoffs, I mean, how sweet would that be, the, the second season, to kind of get this team there?
1: Oh, that dream that far, yeah. And you know, some people. You know, listen. I'm just telling you right now. Like this, there is no playoffs without this game. But at the end of the day, at the beginning of the year, when you set goals, anybody will tell you. I mean, the conference is nice, whatever. To get to week 11, that gives you a chance to to do some things to move forward. You know, I was here in 2000. Coach Forum was coaching, and you know, there's a we lost to the eventual state champion in the regional finals. Give yourself the opportunity in there, and you never know what happens. That that's the goal we've we've set. Ultimately, uh, you know, you got to you got to crawl before you can walk. So we we do understand that, but that's why even more we feel like we need to get these kids to experience football, playoff football, and to understand. Once you get in there, you'll see you can compete. There's a lot of belief that comes along with that. And right now, our belief has got to be that we have to win this next football game uh, to keep that goal alive. But more than that, like I told the kids, our our overriding goal of the program is to play and act in a manner to bring pride to Nas McKinley High School. And and I'm quite sure last week in a lot of different areas, including me blowing up on the officials, that quite (laughs) simply didn't happen. And uh, if we do that and we we play in a manner to bring pride to Nas McKinley, then I think the rest of the stuff takes care of itself so uh, we're done scoreboard watching we're done with all that it's right in front of our face and we just got to go play Hubbard
0: now before we sat down to begin the show uh, we were discussing the Permanes player of the game and you were kind of on the on the seesaw of uh, do you even uh, are you guys gonna award a player or maybe we were going to double down so now we're at that moment um what why, do you want to go do you want to double down on a kid to step up against Hubbard or I guess I'm going to force the hand, or do you want a participation trophy for these kids from last week? <laughs>
1: well, I think we know the answer to that one. Uh, yeah, I really just couldn't, you know, I, I guess I wish you weren't running that 50-miler this weekend and you were with us, but I just really didn't feel that anybody, you know, had that game that, that stood out to say, you know, yeah, this, this guy was, you know, I can point to Zach and say, oh, Zach made some nice plays, whatever, but then, you know, he had a couple turnovers himself. Uh, really proud of him coming back into the game. I mean, he took a shot. That, I heard it was, it was that. That uh, hit. Yeah, really, really. You don't see every day. And he he missed one play and was back in there. Uh, but he'll be the first to tell you he he was loose with the ball a couple times. You know, uh, David Mays. You know, at times he ran the ball well. Whatever he coughed it up in a in a crucial moment for us. Uh, you know, just just a lot of guys are every time I see a spotlight and maybe that kid I can see a negative with it. So we're gonna do it, uh what we talked about before the show, we're gonna double down. The winner of the next week's game, hopefully it's we're talking after a victory. Uh but that kid's gonna get two uh two sandwiches. He can maybe pick a teammate and come with him, but uh yeah, we just didn't feel like we had that, that outstanding guy that we can hand that over to. And I'll go even further. I didn't see, you know, maybe there was a scout team kid out there that all week, boy, he really, really worked and made us better. I didn't think we had that either. So uh, we're going to let it ride, and then next week, uh, somebody's up for two uh, two gift cards.
0: I like it. I like that type of attitude. I like, setting the, I like setting the standard a little, leaving a little higher saying, you know what, again, no participation trophies. This isn't just going to be handed out every week you're going to earn it. And if nobody steps up this week, hopefully they do. Maybe we'll go trifecta, the triple down. Uh, if that's the case. I might put
1: a helmet and shoulder pads on myself and try to get my, get myself uh, some from Randy's. But I fully expect our kids yeah, to bounce back. back this week. Uh, you know, one of the things is, oh well, Hubbard beats Struthers. How are you going to compete that? You know, that, all that scoreboard watching stuff. It just does, it simply doesn't add up. You know. Hubbard uh Hubbard lost to Gerard. Gerard lost to South Range. Hubbard lost to Alliance. We beat Alliance. You know, yeah, I mean he, you could go Halle crazy, yeah, trying to connect those dots. Yeah. Uh these are young kids. Emotions play a part of it. Uh you know, injuries play a part of it, coaching plays a part of it. All we know is that there's gonna be two five and two teams. I think we're uh Air Force game in a week, uh battle of the victory bell there and the the radio will be here to broadcast the game. So as much as, you know, we sulked over that loss to to Struthers. We got a great, great team coming in here. We're hoping for a great crowd and, uh, and a great performance
0: Friday. Awesome stuff, Coach Perry. We appreciate your time. And once again, uh, this weekend, or this Friday night, Hubbard comes into Bo Ryan Stadium, so I look forward to seeing these fans uh, pack the house and support this program. As always, we appreciate Coach's time. We'll be featuring the Player of the Week. As always, we'd like to say, Go Dragons! Flow that got the block hot, shit super hot.
2: Huh. red red.
0: Welcome back to the 2019 Player Spotlight, and we're joined with the senior standout defensive back wide receiver number two, Jaden Davis. Jaden, we appreciate you taking some time. Um, before we talk with Jaden, um, he's real nervous, so uh, we're going to give him as much love and hospitality as we can. Jaden, we're just going to shoot it like me and you. We're just, you know, Without this microphone going on, we're just going to talk a little football. Is that cool? Yeah. Huh? So we'll, we'll kind of ease into it. So, uh, right. you're growing up. When did you start playing the
2: game? I started playing when I was about five, six <laughs> years old. Uh, played for Austin awesome Town Fish Falcons, and then played for Struthers Wildcats, Hard Hats, and then, yeah.
0: Now, now, I'm here. Now, were you that little kid, Pop Warner Pee Wee, that you were scoring four or five touchdowns every game? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, parents wanted to check the birth certificate on hey, what's up with the Davis kid, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, now you're scoring all these touchdowns each game. Who does a young five, six, seven year old Jaden Davis, who do you pretend you are when that football's in your hand?
2: I uh, really used to look up to Michael Irvin. You know, I'm a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. And, yeah, I just try to be like him every time I had the ball.
0: So you're trying to be like big 88, yes, getting it done. Nice. I love it. Now, now you see, so this is your senior year with the Red Dragons, and I know you were battling the hamstring. Over the summer, you're finally healthy now. Um, how disappointing was it just going through the summer and not just being able to kind of go full throttle? And, and how happy are you now knowing that you're in the middle of the season and you are healthy?
2: Uh, it feels good to be back. I put in so much work. And then for an injury like that to put me out, you know, it's kind of upsetting. But I'm good to be back.
0: Yeah. Now, this past week, Struthers, I was just talking with Coach, he, you know, he said a little bit of disappointment just that he just – seemed like nothing felt right I mean you're a player you're you're part of this and you, you go beyond even the coaching staff because you're you're with those 10 other guys out there on each side of the football um how did you feel about the game and, and kind of when did it kind of get away from you guys and why do you think it maybe got away from you um, no. you know how, what, what do you think got away from you guys you know I mean was it a couple quick strikes
2: by Struthers to get the, the game going I mean, did you guys come out flat. No, nah, yeah, we came out flat. We game we didn't have energy. Yeah, uh, we just went in with the wrong mentality, and yeah, we paid for it.
0: Who's the Who's the guys that need to get this team going? Who are the Who are the like the ignition man of you know getting you guys fired up? Uh, I know you guys have had some great second halves. We know you guys are capable. That's not the question, but uh, sometimes that. First half, you guys kind of get behind early. Who, who do I got to get to? Who are the guys that get this team going? Because I'm going to get to them before Friday night and tell them uh, they got to get this Red Dragon team fired up.
2: Uh, Zach Leonard. Zach, you listening? <laughs> you Rick, Shannon, get them fired up. All right. Uh, <laughs> David Mays, you know, he's one of the big leaders on the team. Um, Sean Weiss, Aaron Klein, and probably Kyle Lunger. Those guys no, I'm going to I'm going to get all on those guys.
0: So so they 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 so they no we're not pointing fingers but we just they need to just get yeah. you guys jacked up yeah. a little bit more yes, before pregame. All right. You guys hear that? I'm going to be coming for you. I'm going to hit your Instagrams and your Twitter's <laughs> calling you out from now till Friday it's only Monday, so I'm going to have parents call in the house, not just joking. <laughs> so, um, now you play the receiver position. I mean, uh, if you're in that huddle, I mean, and you're going to make a big play. What's the favorite call that comes in where you know number two's getting it and you can do something fun? Um, F
2: screen. Yeah? Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm just telling line to block. And Thought I do I going to make a play.
0: <laughs> nice. Now, last week, David Mays, I asked David if he was a trash talker, and David said he was a big trash talker. Uh, do you think, Do you keep things quiet out there, or do you like to chitter-chatter a little bit, too? I like to
2: talk when I'm
0: out there. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, what's funny is you're so shy. You, you're nervous about doing this, but uh, man, if we were out there on the field, you, you'd feel totally comfortable totally there. Totally comfortable, yeah, yeah. I like to talk when I'm on the field. Now David said his staple saying is I'll hit you so h- hard your mom will feel
2: it. Um, yeah, do you probably.
0: have a do you have a staple saying or anything like that?
2: Nah, I just really I just say hit the weight room. Yeah. Yeah. And, and go and, and go for.
0: It. Mm-hmm. Um what's it like being part of this 5 and 2 team? I mean, you guys were 1 and 6 last year at this time and I mean, you guys arguably could be 7 or no. You're that capable. It's not that you guys are, you know, falling into wins. You guys are earning these victories. Um what's it just like you know five and two and you guys are poised for a playoff if you guys continue you know to roll
2: out wins you know it feels really good um me and five and two having a chance to make the playoffs in 2012 um especially my class middle school we, i think we won one game <laughs> and to see it all paying off it feels really nice to be five nice. and two thanks nice. now after a victory or even a loss i mean who's
0: that teammate or your friend companion that you're going to text and now, who's your? I guess your best buddies on the squad.
2: Um, Kyle Longgren, Joe Gallo, and Seth McMillan. Yeah, that's that, yeah, my guy too. Those nice. your compadres, right there? Yep.
0: Yeah. Who's? Uh, well, I'd, I'd have to say probably Kyle's the jokester, right? Yeah, Kyle's uh, jokester. Seth joking. quiet. Yeah, Joe's that, Joe's kind of goes yeah, with Joe, the flow, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. Now, at, amongst those three, uh, who do you think is the fiercest one out there? I
2: have to go, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Really?
2: Yeah. Why? He just gets after? Yeah, he just really gets after it. No, he's not
0: scared of anything. Just, yeah. He's going to be scared of me if he didn't do this team up on Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, Jaden Davis, number two senior, kind enough to join us here on the Red Dragons Player Spotlight. And again, this weekend, the Red Dragons host the Hubbard team as they enter Bo Ryan Stadium. So I hope to have a packed house as this team Pushes towards a playoff opportunity. Um, we always like to wrap the shows up. We'd like to have some fun. We call it three and out. Um, just a couple off-the-wall questions. You ready to take a shot with those? Yeah. All right. D- do you have any superstitions before the game? Uh,
2: no, not really.
0: No? No.
2: Nothing? uh
0: Does anybody else on the team have a funny superstition? Maybe uh, the team teases them about or anything? Anybody? Nah, no, nothing. Nothing? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> now, how about this one? Everybody has one for these, uh, celebrity, uh, here we go. If you can take out any female celebrity out for a quick bite to eat, uh, who are you going to take to dinner?
2: Celebrity I'm going to take to dinner? Um, I'm going to probably go to Jeffries.
0: I'm going to have to look that up. I don't <laughs> I used to lie about that. If you ever listened to the shows before, I used to always say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but sometimes it was actually like a player's girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. or fiance, You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. like You know what I mean? I'm like, I know her. He's like, you know her. I'm like, yeah. you know. So I'm just kind of, I like, you know, so, uh, yeah. Is she an Instagram model? She's she an yeah, Instagram bit? model? Okay. I think somebody else, I think Tress had an Instagram model, too but a different name Mm but we'll look her up when we get done and then the final question for you you don't have a superstitious we know who you're you're going to take out for the celebrity dinner date Um, if you could go back and win one of these games during your uh, Niles McKinley Red Dragon career uh, which one would you want to go back and claim victory
2: and why Uh, probably Poland Um, because we played this this year yeah this year Poland Um, we just Just didn't come out the way you wanted. Yeah, you just, just didn't come out the way we wanted to. Um, yeah. Man, yeah, so you want that one back? Yeah. Yeah.
0: How about this one? If you're going to go back, you're beating Paul. Okay. All right. We know. We know the screen. We, do, do you want to win it on an interception return, or do you want Zach throwing something to you for the interception
2: uh... return? Yeah? yeah.
0: Yeah. What are you going to say? How are you going to do the Deion Sanders uh,
2: dance? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What do you think if you did do the Dion dance going into the end zone, what would the coaching staff do you think? Um,
2: you well know, they'd be happy at the time but put <laughs> in probably a little yeah. in your in your in your ear afterwards. Yeah. So. yeah definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. They'd be running down the sidelines mm-hmm. watching number two run in and then they'd yeah. probably say, Hey, next
2: time Yeah. So just
0: run it in. JD Man, hey, fabulous, fabulous season so far and again best to you and your teammate. We always like to stay stay humble, stay hungry, and be blessed, my man.